1: Welcome to MLB Daily, your one-stop shop for daily baseball content. I am LJ Lafura Alongside me, I've got Brandon and We are a belly-up sports podcast. We are what they aren't. Brandon, how you doing?
2: LJ, doing good. I'm um, not going to take too long here with the intro as LJ's got to be out of here in a little less than a half an hour. We have a lot to talk about today. Um, and I believe we're going to start um because with Royce Lewis because 10 days ago LJ and I were talking about Carlos Correa getting put on the injured list and how Royce Lewis would be the new starting shortstop for the twins and we said it's it's Royce Lewis time this guy was the first overall pick a few years ago it's really time for him to break out and we said let's let's give it 10 days and we're gonna check in on him we jump the gun a little bit because both of us picked him at shortstop for our team of the week yesterday um yeah lj royce royce lewis check-in overwhelmingly positive start
1: extremely positive start and a head head scratching decision from the minnesota twins i mean this guy he would really only just begun. We're talking about 11 games for him on the in his cup of coffee, and that's a slash line of 308, 325, 564. Brendan, this year, that's a 162 OPS plus. It's pretty
2: that's, good.
1: That, that's excellent, and <laughs> it's especially excellent when you consider the fact that this guy was touted for his power. I mean, this was going to be. He was very much a Byron Buxton prototype. At shortstop kind of kind of was the idea I had when I first saw that type of power, those general speed numbers. Not certainly, not as fast, but overall, like you could tell that they were building towards a very specific model of player during that era, as Buxton was just coming up and they were drafting Royce Lewis, and it had the power hadn't um, come yet until literally this week, these last his last couple games up in the majors where he hits not only two home runs, but two absolutely monster shots. Like, they went way out. Those These were no short porchers.
2: No, absolutely. And, LJ, since he has been to, uh, sent back down to A, last night he was 3-for-3 three three with a home run. Uh, he's just continuing to rake, and pretty amazing that we both pick him for... Team of the week, and he's not even on a roster anymore. I mean, I find it hard to really figure out why they have t- why the Twins are only have a three man bench, um, and two of those guys are outfielders. Like, they don't have a bench infielder. <laughs> it's it's strange to me. And it, I don't want to doubt a lot of what they're doing because they are 22-16 and 16 or whatever and, like, three games up in the Central, I think. But it's just strange.
1: I mean, Brandon, sometimes you got to call it you see, like you see it. This is just dumb. This is outright dumb because this is your one of your top or should be one of the top prospects. Like, you're talking about him as a top one or two prospect in their organization had it not been for him missing 2020 and then tearing his ACL in 2021 like it had it not been for those injuries you're looking at a much higher regarded prospect for them and you're not going to give him that respect you're not going to give him the reward of that especially when he's clearly earned it here on the major league level this is a terrific we don't see many cups of coffee better than that because these types of cups of coffee usually turn into major league time like this turns into this cup of coffee should have turned him into a major leaguer yeah No no doubt in my mind
2: especially when it's your first time up in the bigs and you your team used the number one overall pick on you uh yeah it's certainly questionable but. It's
1: ma- it's maddening, and it's also like I just need to before we move on here. And I'm not trying to take a shot at him here, but it's a fair, fair assessment here. Shell is not providing even what he's supposed to be providing. Like, you no, know, I'm not trying. To, I'm not trying to get Brandon mad right now. Offensively, he clearly is not the the player that was his peak in New York. Yeah. Those two years in New York were clearly his peak. He's back to his mean, where he really should be, and that's. Around, you know, 88 OPS plus, that's that's fine. We're talking about an 80, I, I think that's fair, especially when you consider his first two full, or two of his first three full years, he was in the 60s. So him developing into his 30s, into an 80, high 80s, 90 OPS plus guy, that's great, but he's supposed to be doing it with the glove, and he has uh, minus two outs above average on the season. Brandon, that's 30th in the league. At, or excuse me, tied for 27th in the league, if we really want to be particular. He's not providing anything at third. Give him some opportunities, give him allow him to show a little flexibility and then you can keep his bat in the lineup and keep him developing on the major league level. The fact that Carlos Correa is on your team shouldn't hinder his development in the way that it now is. And this also scares me their lack of willingness to do this because they're they're a playoff team. Like legitimately they're in the playoff hunt right now and at this rate they'll be in the playoff hunt for the foreseeable future. I'm not so sure that Carlos Correa is gone at this deadline like we all thought he would be.
2: No, but but I don't know if you saw a report that came out yesterday that it's it was basically saying that he more than likely is only going to be a twin for one year and will elect free agency after this year.
1: And that would be smart, but if you're Minnesota, you're not trading him when you're leading the division you're not trading him when you're a clear playoff contender because Boston showed again, Washington showed again. These wild card teams, it's all about getting hot at the right time. If you're in contention, you are a contender. If you're in playoff contention, you are therefore a contender to some extent. And I can't see them get getting rid of him. So that's basically meaning the entire year is lost if they find a way to bring him back after next year. Like if they give him another huge contract and no one else is willing to give him that money because this is another loaded shortstop class where who knows if everyone's going to see their needs are met you, there there's just there's so many situations where he could stay multiple years i think or at least he's going to stay the full year and that's a wasted year for royce lewis in my eyes
2: all right up next um lj where do we want to pivot to do, do we want to we... go to trevor story do we want to go to Let's
1: let's start with matt harvey seeing him matt concerned. harvey
2: yeah okay
1: um so Matt harvey course, matt harvey go ahead Ben. did you have something to go with or am i going
2: i got it um <laughs> matt harvey a few days ago suspended 60 games for violation of the joint drug agreement um I believe the, so the suspension retroactively begins April 29th. He'll be able to return in late June. Um, This was one of the guys that got called to to testify in uh, the trial regarding uh, Tyler Skaggs. Um, uh, Excuse me, Tyler Skaggs' death. The trial was, the guy on trial was their former communications director, Eric K. Harvey had to testify. Uh, He said that Kay was distributing fentanyl. um, And he was one of many players on the stand that said that they had been provided opiates uh, by this guy. And this suspension is because he admitted that he gave Tyler Skaggs a controlled substance. A lot of people believe that the stuff that he gave Tyler Skaggs was what ended up killing him. If I'm, if if, if I have that correct, LJ.
1: Yes, that is correct. Thoughts? Um. The are such scumbags. Like, I can't be the only one here who, I, and I feel like no one's no one's questioning this, and it's what's driving me insane is the fact that they have no no place here they really have no right giving the 60 game suspension and i'm not really sure what it does correct me if i'm wrong brandon answer me this riddle me this Brandon. did he or did he not face any legal repercussions for admitting to providing and using during his his testimony
2: well i don't think that you can uh, okay I, I'm not a lawyer I know we have a doctor Brandon but there is certainly not lawyer Brandon but if I'm not wrong when you're in court like obviously you have to admit all just the truth I don't f- feel like you can get in trouble for something like that like maybe um, I'm completely wrong like
1: I, I I think you're in I think you're in part wrong because it's like it's one of those situations i think there's some
2: sort of way if you
1: admit to murder on the stand no no i
2: know but you have to be protected to some extent right you are
1: is my point yeah and so if this man was at minimum protected in the court of law why is major league baseball any higher than that
2: well because you it's it sets a bad precedent no it doesn't that that that, that, doesn't though brandon at all LJ, they, they, if they don't give them a suspension, it's a bad precedent that they're okay with their players just. Okay. Dis- so what about
1: Garrett Richards or any of these other guys that were ind- uh, indicated in this, just because they didn't admit it. Are they all being investigated for oh, using drugs? Um, either way, I don't see how this, this doesn't solve anything because you know, what is the ultimate punishment? And this is going to sound that, that, That wasn't the phrase I should have started with. Um, Ultimately, he's learning nothing from getting suspended 60 games. All he's getting is 60 games without starting in AAA. What ultimately drove him, and to, to my knowledge, at least from his testimony, he is clean now. And Tyler Skaggs dying was a big part of that. And him willingly testifying against this guy was a big part of him making right on these things. Brandon, he's not learning anything more from getting a suspension from the league. This is just them kicking him while he's down. It's kicking the league while he's down. There is nothing more, there's nothing, no bigger punishment, or that's not, that's not the right words either. I'm sorry, I'm not expressing this right, but do you understand what I'm trying to say here? Tyler Skaggs dying should have been enough for the league, for everyone. Like, that's the type of thing that puts the league on pause all of these actions on pause when you see something like this happen and yes they should crack down on these 100 if they find out it's happening you go after them but i don't think you go after them in this case because first off it just it feels like overreach and achieves nothing other than making the league look like this big powerhouse when really it's just i, I don't see a point i'm not i'm not pleased with it all
2: right um up next where are we going lj are we talking what's our what's our positive story because so far we've yeah. had two two stories that got me down in the dumps here
1: tremendously negative stories to start this thing off
2: oh actually can i add something in real quick because i know that we weren't planning on talking about it today but just real quick yes um the cardinals brought up like their two top prospects. oh my
1: gosh yes here we go. feel good story because i was excited about this one too and i forgot
2: Nolan Gorman, Matthew Librator, um, both promoted for this weekend series. Uh, Tyler O'Neill's going to the IL, and this is uh, the corresponding roster move that they made. Um, LJ, correct me if I'm wrong, but Librator was on Team USA? He
1: was, and he was a big part of Team USA. I mean, you're talking about he was probably the best pitcher on that team, objectively. I mean, he just, he looked nasty. I've been really excited for this uh, call up for a while. Overall, he's just got, he's got really good stuff and he's going to be a fun pitcher to watch as he starts to get through this. I was absolutely pumped up when I saw this. And there's also one more uh, angle to this. That's not just exciting for Cardinals fans to uh, have, you know, both two of their top prospects be coming up and being able to make an impact on a team who did just have a uh, down-in-the-dumps weekend with – or week with the Mets, just decided to come in and be like, all right, show's over. I'm going to go ahead and end your career at least a couple times, particularly Pete Alonso going off last night. Um, Brandon, I'm not sure if you saw this, but these guys have been friends for more than a long time. Who's that? Nolan Gorman and uh, – Lupitor. Matthew Libertor.
2: Interesting. Yeah, because they were picked around. I it wasn't the same draft, but maybe one year after one another because Gorman, he's like the number, he's a top 25 prospect in the league. He was very, he's been very highly touted. I know that. He's got crazy amounts of power.
1: Yeah, I'm pulling up a Bleacher Report article on this right now. Oh, wow, really, yeah. Something
2: says they've been friends since childhood. Yeah, it's like,
1: I thought I saw, I saw somewhere, that it was literally like since they were five years old. Wow, these two guys have been friends. Like this is the, this is the equivalent of if the Magic draft Chet Holmgren this year, and you get Jalen Suggs and Chet. I mean that won't happen. That's just not. It's just not gonna happen. They're not taking him with the first pick. They will take Jabari Smith. But, um, ultimately this is just such a this is such a fun feel good story. Nolan, Nolan Gorman. I mean, yes, he's making his debut tonight. Um, I'm not actually sure if he's going to be able to start Saturday. Jose Quintana is a – is he lefty already?
2: Lefty. Yeah, so he's probably not going to – He'll probably put Sosa in.
1: Yeah, Nolan Gorman's not going to play, unfortunately, tomorrow. But how cool would that be? Maybe they will put him in. Just to give him give him reps. Yeah, geez, Rather we got than...
2: we got manager LJ over here. Are you Oliver or well, what's his name? Oh, Olivier Marmol? Are you him? You seem to know a lot about yes. exactly what they're going to be doing here. <laughs> yes.
1: they all right. In theory, they probably won't pit, have him in against Jose Quintana, seeing he's literally the only actual pitcher on this Pittsburgh Pirates roster. But I would like to see them do it, please can you because how cool would it be if Matthew Librator's first start in the majors, he had his best friend right behind him?
2: Yeah, uh, having his back and Speaking you're talking of... about about what? how how a Gorman number twenty one overall prospect Librator number forty five and um for a Cardinals team that's only two games over five hundred, they could certainly use the reinforcements uh, here.
1: Yeah, and it, again, it's a good. This is a good two games over team that hasn't quite found their stride. But this is this is the type of thing that just injects injects that life into a team that that's something that this team is de- is desperately in need of. But I was going to flip this over to another, just giving them props. I believe it was from yesterday's game. Brandon, did you see the play with you, Darvish, and Robinson Cano from the other day?
2: I don't think so. No, I just
1: have to commend them on fantastic baseball because, um, I I'm not gonna be able to pull it up here, but I can't describe it. It was basically again, you could. It was so obvious. Robbie Cano, grounder up to the middle. He's right there because of the shift. Wisely calls off you, Darvish, and he's fully confident in the vet to be able to get in there. He doesn't try to break up the play. It was just again really well-played team baseball that just has to get uh, shouted out, I think.
2: Cool. Awesome. Well, I believe we're going to talk about – now do you want to talk about Trevor Story, LJ? His three yes. home runs.
1: <laughs> Spoiler.
2: Oh, yes. Sorry. Sorry. We
1: have the first I, – I, honestly, I'm pretty sure this is the first Bingo Bango Yahtzee Supreme that I'm con- uh, cognizant of this year. I can't remember another three home run game. Judge Why? had one like last night, didn't he?
2: Flatty Junior. Oh right, Or oh, He didn't talk Rizzo. about that.
1: Doesn't count. Short porch.
2: Got it. Okay.
1: Um, Mickey Mouse Park. Um, either way, no. Trevor Story again. Kind of. His, this this has to be his welcome to Boston moment. He goes four for four, scores five runs, hits three home runs. And drives in seven in a really great day for the offense here for Boston against the Seattle Mariners in that series opener. Brandon, did you get to see any of it?
2: Yes, I did see the highlights. Um, story looked like his old self. Uh, this the swing is back, um, and hopefully he can, you know, this can jumpstart him a little here. Um, we've we've all been been waiting uh, for the breakout he's too good of a player um for it to not for him to not really put it together um and you know lj i think it's funny that <laughs> you used to hate trevor story and then you he signed with the red Sox, and you said no i i uh take back everything i ever said previously about him and then i was trying to hype myself bad out. he he starts playing bad which you knew you already knew he was bad because you told us he was yes. bad and that's why you hated him. And then and then you start to get mad at him that he's bad. But like you already knew. You already knew. I wasn't, he wasn't good. We
1: all know we all know that isn't why I was mad at him and still kind of mad at him. I'm never gonna be able to I don't think I'm ever gonna be able to love Trevor Story. First off, I was clearly again, I wasn't a fan before he got to Boston, but I can I can sort of back him if he's on my team. Then yeah. of course all the Xander Bogart stuff comes up and you know can you blame me for seeing him as the heir to Xander? Like, that's not deserved. It's not deserved for him, but that's just the reality of the matter. And that really kind of hurts him in terms of his likability, his image in Boston, the fact that everyone already knows that he's going to be shortstop next year. Yeah. So, I'm I'm perfectly excited for him. I want him to do well, but ultimately he's just not all that likable or at least lovable for me like I'm lukewarm on him right now I'm excited this is a fantastic game fantastic game for the team and I'm really appreciative of it like I already I'm not sure if you saw I already started our week six or week seven player of the week thing I I only have one name put in but you're you're,
2: you're just certain that he's, he's gonna be the best shortstop
1: I'm positive cuz first off he's going to be the second best second baseman but th- think about how bad second base is. Like yeah. we've we've noticed time and time again that the numbers are consistently weak. I'm willing to bet he's going to have at least a decent week defensively. And with 7 RBIs right now, that 7 RBI game is enough to give him the player of the week most weeks. Like if we had a if we had a second baseman with 7 RBIs, we're probably taking him yeah am i wrong yeah and he's got three home runs already and he's got about six more games to uh five or six more games to play in between that time to add to those numbers
2: well lj i think how much time we got here we got
1: i had a couple more thoughts on that game actually
2: on the red sox
1: yes because did you see what happened in the uh top of the sixth
2: so i know that like at one point in the game it was actually like still a close like reasonably good game and then it just kind of got blown out of, out of it got out of
1: hand yeah. um so basically yeah it was rich hill kind of gets um hit around in the second inning they end up pulling him after giving up four over two give give halk the time which he absolutely looked amazing actually his signature slider you know the thing he got up to the league for already changed it already found something that worked better and looked ridiculous last night in its debut. But they tie it up, and it's 4-4 for most of the game. Then they go to pull George Kirby, but they decide to do it only after they're sure that Sergio Romo is, um, you know, warmed up. So they had George Kirby come out and just give his uh, – take take the warm-up pitches, and um, by the end of it, they realize he's – oh, Sergio Romo's ready. So they decide to go out and pull – george kirby before the at bat before the beginning of the inning Mm. so he goes he goes in sits down sergio romo comes running all the way out then the umps stop and they realize hold up we can't do that apparently if you throw all your warm-up pitches i had no clue this was the rule if you throw all your warm-up pitches you have to face the first batter so they made him come back out of the dugout after he's already mentally checked way the heck out and i gotta see who it was Um, excuse me. Yeah, it was Alex Verdugo is the guy. George Kirby has to come back into face. He puts one absolutely right down the middle. Alex Verdugo slaps it into the center field wall. They then, they then after that one, one at bat, go out, bring in Sergio Romo. And it was all downhill from there. Trevor Story drives in that run. Then the seventh and eighth were unbelievable, or particularly the seventh, unbelievable control issues for this team. I mean, we're talking about who was it? Um, Mills. Um, blanking on, blanking on his name. I'm sorry. Do you have any idea?
2: Um, yeah, I see. Let's see. I just clicked on this guy's name. It's not loading. Mills on the Mariners.
1: Mills on the Mariners. <laughs> Mills on the Mariners. Honestly, that that's, that's got to be in the titles, um, dude. Wyatt dude,
2: Mills. Wyatt. Wyatt
1: Mills. No, Mills on the Mariners. Um, he throws eight eight consecutive balls to start the start the inning, L- or start his outing. Loads the bases up. Walks the guy in, and then hits his last batter.
2: Um, LJ, um, I hate to tell you, I don't think Mills is on the Mariners anymore. You don't he's think he's not, on the
1: Mariners anymore?
2: No, I think he got sent down after this
1: isn't a, no no come on this isn't a this yep, isn't a he Brooks option
2: today ad. he got optioned literally today
1: it's not like this is a Brooks Criskey esque outing
2: <laughs> <laughs> apparently it was LJ
1: unbelievable <laughs> sleeping on him
2: I mean LJ he faced two batters and didn't throw a strike or no. He had twelve pitches, three strikes. Not ideal.
1: Unideal. And the three strikes were literally, I believe, if I if I got the at bat cracked, or it was the next guy. Um. Strike, strike, ball, foul tip off the nub of Vasquez's bat as it almost hits him in the elbow. Check, sw- check swung, hit him in the elbow. Nice. That was the at bat. The most wonderful thing I've ever seen. Arms, uh, absolutely beautiful. And then the next guy comes in and walks about it too. It was, it was absolutely horrifying to watch. If you're a Mariners fan, very sad day. But either way, that is kind of in- indicative of their season so far. They re- they need they need arms there, big time. If we've learned anything, they're willing to spend the money. They went out. They got Wabi Way. Wabi Way hasn't worked out so well. Um.
2: Logan Gilbert's nice.
1: Logan Gilbert is nice. Honestly, I think George Kirby's nice too.
2: Like, Robin Ray's been actually, I think, a little better than 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 you think.
1: I I, I disagree.
2: The strikeout numbers are still there. Yeah, he, I know, but you're giving up. He has nasty stuff still.
1: Yes, and he's still he's he's pulling this year's Zach Wheeler is essentially what he's doing. He's going to face a lot of guys. He's going to have good enough stats in terms of doing the one thing he's supposed to be doing definitively, which is not allowing runners to touch on plate. And it's
2: the bullpen that's the problem. With the bullpen
1: this. is the problem, but I think, they again, if we're to take this team as a contender, like this is a team that should be viewed as a title contender in the next, what, next year or the year after, would you say?
2: The year after.
1: They're going to need at least two more arms in the, in the rotation, let alone the bullpen.
2: I agree. I agree. Well, we are running short on time. I'm just going to run through a few matchups that I find really interesting tonight um, that I unfortunately will not be able to watch as so I will be at work. But I think Julio Urias and Ranger Suarez, um, you know, we saw the, the Phillies play extremely well against the Dodgers last weekend. Um, they're facing off again this weekend, but in Philadelphia. Keep an eye out on that series. Um Tariq Skubal going up against Aaron Savalli. LJ Skubal has pitched 14 innings in a row without allowing an earned run. That's the longest such streak for starting pitchers right now. Um, and then Nasty Nestor back on the mound um, today. Oh, no, the game literally just got canceled as I refreshed the page. Okay, the Yankees game got rained out, apparently. Nasty
1: so. Nestor was too nasty for today's game, so they're going to have to reschedule.
2: Well... Go watch Wabi Way versus Michael Waka then. It Wabi
1: it Way, honestly, I'm I'm honestly kind of, I shouldn't get my hopes too far up, but things are kind of turning around here. You just beat Houston. In my opinion, you're on your way to beating Seattle here because you're going to take this game. Mark my words, the Red Sox will win tonight.
2: Okay. <laughs> Michael Waka is going to keep on shoving. and
1: he, That's all he does. And that's what he did last year too. So you can't. Yeah. You can't tell me he doesn't.
2: This me dude and... turned around his career so fast. Like, I don't understand what happened.
1: I'm not questioning a thing. No, I'm kidding. It's obviously, again, no it's the Tampa effect because, like, you know, you go to, that's how, that's how, that's how this stuff works. You go in, you let Tampa revive your career, you change up your entire, whether it's your pitching motion, your pitch mix, whatever they decide to do with you, they just know how to make pitchers better
2: absolutely well it's a good spot to wrap it up for today thank you all for listening check us out instagram twitter tiktok at mlb daily pod and we will see you have a
0: good one listen if you're always running to the bathroom and sometimes just can't make it we need to talk you're not alone I was just like you until I spoke to an expert physician about Axonics therapy. It changed everything. It didn't just give me bladder control. It gave me my life back. Axonix therapy is not another drug. It's just a tiny device you barely have to think about. And it can give you real, lasting relief. You can even try it out first to make sure it works for you. Just take the first step. Get started at findrealrelief.com. That's findrealrelief.com. It's time to get your life back. Consult a bladder specialist to find out if Axonics is right for you. Results and experiences may vary. Risks can result from Axonics therapy that may require surgical intervention. Available by prescription only. For more information about safety and potential risks, go to findrealrelief.com.
1: When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Oh, hold up. Just got a new sale. Order fulfilled and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world! Uh, You can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats!
0: Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights.